Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. An Erio's original... I'm Melissa Stetson. And I'm producer Maria. And welcome to our Web Crawlers mini episodes. We are popping them out Monday through Friday. Just trying to make your life just fun and easy and <laughs> pleasurable and full of spooky mystery and excitement. <laughs> Today, we have an episode. We mentioned this a few weeks ago, kind of like in passing, and then we decided to do a mini episode on it. The Dating Game Killer. Yes. And there's also apparently, this This also has its own podcast, apparently, but if you just want like a quick refresher. Yeah, if you don't have time for, you know, 10 episodes. Yeah, then just listen to this one mini episode and that's all you need. That's all you need. All you need. Melissa, tell me what's up with this dating game fuckface. Okay, so in 1978, this guy named Rodney Alcala appeared on the matchmaking TV show, The Dating Game. Mm. He was charming and good looking, but little did the female contestant or anyone know that he was one of America's most dangerous serial killers at the time. That's so crazy. He was secretly kidnapping, raping, and murdering women and children. Oh my God. And when the show was filmed, he was at the peak of his killing spree. Jesus Christ. There's footage online of this of this episode. So his criminal history started in 1968. This eight-year-old girl, Tally Shapiro, was walking to school in Los Angeles, and Rodney pulled over his car to ask if she needed a ride. And she says, no, I don't take rides from strangers. But Rodney said, it's okay, I'm not a stranger. I know your parents. 
And so then like she got into the car and they drove off. But luckily someone saw this was happening and they followed Rodney to his apartment in Hollywood and he called the police and an officer arrived. He knocked on the door and Rodney answered it. And the officer asks if he can come in to talk to Rodney because he saw like someone said they saw a kid getting in his car and Rodney says, okay, but can I have a few seconds? I need to put on some clothes. <gasps> he says, like, he says, I just got out of the shower and the officer agrees and is like, okay, sure. I'll give you 10 seconds. But then the officer gets like a bad feeling. Yeah, duh. And he kicks in the door and he finds Tally on the floor covered in blood, oh, raped Jesus. and beaten. And she's still alive. But Rodney's nowhere to be found. He escaped through the back door. And so his apartment was full of all this professional camera equipment and tons of photos of young girls. Oh, God. And they can't find any paperwork or driver's license anywhere, but they eventually find his college ID. And they see that he's 25 and he's an undergrad at UCLA studying theater. So a year goes by. They don't know where this guy is. And in 1969, he made the FBI's most wanted list. And then two more years pass before anything is heard of him. And in 1971, the LAPD get a phone call from police in New Hampshire. They say they have this guy in custody because two girls saw the FBI flyer and went to the police because they knew him. He had been their counselor at summer camp. Holy shit. Yeah, he was living in New York and attending NYU film school. He was going by the name John Berger. And a little fun fact, he studied under Roman Polanski. Oh my God, that's probably one of the lessons Roman Polanski gave. The New Hampshire police sent him back to California to face charges for what he did to Tally. But Tally and her family moved to Mexico and they did not want to come back to face him. What? So she wasn't going to testify. Yeah, they didn't want to come back. They're like, we we don't want to come back to look at this guy. I mean, I get it. You know? Instead, they charged Rodney with child molestation. He served just under three years in prison. Jesus Christ, that's all it is. I know. When he got out, he admitted, immediately picked up another young girl and took her to the beach to smoke weed. But before he was able to do anything terrible to her, the police showed up and arrested him. Yeah, that's like gotta violate his parole. Yeah. Well, yeah. He violated his parole and he went back to jail for three more years. He was released in 1977, and he got a job at the LA Times as a typesetter. What the fuck? Guys, guys, <laughs> men can do it all. It's crazy. In 1979, 21-year-old Jill Parento found dead in her, uh, in her Burbank apartment raped. Evidence is too weak to build a case against Rodney. So they couldn't charge him because they're like, we think it's this guy Rodney, but there's no evidence. And this is probably before they had really good DNA analysis. And yeah. Stuff. Yep. In December 1975, Huntington Beach, 12-year-old Robin Samso was playing on a beach with a friend when a man asked to take their picture. A neighbor intervened. The girls went their separate ways for the day. But Samso never made it to her next destination. Her remains were found a few weeks later when a police sketch of the suspect was released. Alcala's parole officer alerted police to their similarities. Alcala was living with his mother at the time, a close distance from where Samso's uh, remains were found. Alcala was arrested on July 24th of 1979 for Samso's murder. When, uh, while Alcala was in prison, his sister came to visit him. It's weird that he has a sister and is doing all this shit. 
He told his sister he needed to do something for her. He needed his storage locker cleaned out in Seattle. Woof. Um, of course, the police overheard this conversation. So they located the storage locker and found thousands of images of young girls and other things that tied him to a lot of missing women. Yeah, the storage locker was just full of just piles and piles of photographs of women. Yeah, that's not good. So then in 1980, he goes on trial and he's sentenced to death for Robin Samso's murder. In 1984, his conviction was overturned when the California Supreme Court ruled that the jury had been improperly notified of his history as a sex offender in the Tally Shapiro case. So in 19, then two years later, 1986, he was convicted and sentenced to death again. So he's in prison until 2001. So that's 15 years or whatever he's in prison. And then in 2001, a federal appeals court overturned the conviction for a second time based on evidence that he didn't get to present. So at this point... DNA was being used for everything. So the police went back to examine all of this evidence they had on Rodney, and they were able to link him to four more murders in the L.A. area between 1977 and 1979. So there's another trial in 2010, and it was for all five victims. And Rodney chose to defend himself in court. That's true lunatic behavior. Yes, (laughs) because who, Ted Bundy did that? And even called Robin Samso's mother to the stand to testify. And the craziest thing, he called himself as a witness. And he cross-examined himself while doing different voices. That's actually so tight. <laughs> well, he did go to acting school. Oh, right. Is there that anywhere online? Can you watch that? I didn't find any video of it. But I'm sure there's got to be. It's got to be somewhere on the internet. He also presents a video of himself to the jury. It's of him as a contestant on the dating game. So he appeared as a contestant and he actually won. Although the woman never went on a date with him because she got a bad feeling. Good. Dude. She said, she told the Sunday Telegraph in 2012, she said, I started to feel ill. He was acting really creepy. I turned down his offer. I didn't want to see him again. Good. So the reason he showed the video was to point out that he was wearing gold earrings, the same ones that linked him to the murder of Robin Samso, because they found earrings in the storage facility. And he was like, no, look, I'm wearing these earrings on TV. And the jury was like, uh, <laughs> shitty evidence. What? Yeah. So he's convicted of all five murders. During the sentencing part of the trial, he chose to play the Arlo Guthrie song, Alice's Restaurant, which includes the lyrics, I want to kill. I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead burnt bodies. Kill, kill, kill. What songs would you guys play during your own trial for manslaughter? Teenage Wasteland. <laughs> dun, dun. No, I'd play um, NWA's Fuck the Police. <laughs> 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 Maria, would you play Kiss by a Rose? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's... A big kiss by a rose on You know, it's funny. Remember Ooh. that day you were sending you were sending us texts of Craig listening to P- Peter Frampton? Yeah. 
Well, I got a text from Craig. <laughs> no, you did not. It says, since Maria is embarrassing me. <laughs> it's just Maria singing. It's Maria. Oh my God. That's so pure. <laughs> Because Martin was like, Craig asked for your number. I was like, okay. And he takes me. Oh my God. That's so funny. But I felt so good singing it. It's such a nice song. It's such a beautiful song. You're so into it. It's a really good song. We should do a Patreon episode of us just singing it. All the harmonies. Love remains. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you you can post that on your Patreon if you want if you want to get more subscribers. Ooh, yeah. Oh wow, that's going to be a hot ticket item. So after Rodney goes to jail, the police put out all a hundred photos from Rodney's collection of photos, all of the non-explicit ones, of course, asking the public if they know any of the women, and nine women came forward who all had terrible stories about Rodney, about saying he molested them and he raped them. And then a few family members of missing women came forward and they said that they recognized the women as family members. And so he ends up being connected to three more murders. And so the NYPD started looking into some cases of missing women and comparing Rodney's DNA. And they discovered he murdered two more women in the New York area. Jesus Christ, Rod. Yeah, it's crazy. So then he went back to trial again and was sentenced to death. He's currently on San Quentin's death row. Police and news outlets have published many of the images that were in Alcala's storage unit in the hopes that it will help lead to solving more cold cases. Orange County uh, Deputy District Attorney Matt Murphy said, We fear he is one of the most prolific serial killers on the West Coast in the 1970s, up there with Ted Bundy. He is a predatory monster. And when you all, when you see all these young women in positions of vulnerability with him, it makes you fear what happened to them. And there's a database of photos. But dude, that's crazy how so how do you get on the dating game do you like well he was like or do you good looking and charming and you would think that he was like just like a normal dude jesus christ dating game let me pull up the video well let's see bachelor number one is a successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in the dark room at the age of 13 fully developed Between takes, he might find him skydiving or motorcycling. Please welcome Rodney Alcala. Rod, welcome. And it's time to meet a young lady for game number one, and here she is. Here is a young lady with a wealth of experience. She once earned a living massaging feet, but she quit when her boss suggested that she work her way up. Then she taught school in Phoenix, Arizona, and now she's here to educate our three bachelors in the art of amour. Welcome, if you will, sensational Cheryl Bradshaw. Hello, Cheryl. Mm, Don't sit down yet. Just a minute. Want to make sure everything is straight. You relax? You feel okay? All right. You know there are three bachelors over there. There'll be one, two, and three. Ask them anything you like to find out more about them, except their name, age, occupation, or income. Okay? And we're going to start by having to say hello to you and see how they sound. Number one, would you say hello to Cheryl, please? We're going to have a great time together, Cheryl. Okay. And here we go. Yeah. 
Bachelor number one. Yes. What's your best time? The best time is at night. Night time. Why do you say that? Because that's the only time there is. The only time? What's wrong with uh, morning, afternoon? Well, they're okay, but night time's when it really gets good. Then you're really ready. I'm a drama teacher. And I'm going to audition each of you for my private class. You. Bachelor number one. You're a dirty old man. Oh, God. Come on, over here. <laughs> oh, honey. We ought to go out and boogie. <laughs> what is happening? A bachelor number one. I am serving you for dinner. Oh. What are you called and what do you look like? I'm called the banana and I look really good. And I look really uh, can good. Can you be a little more descriptive? Peel me. Peel me. I'm going to ask you a question. Will that date be bachelor number one? Bachelor number two or bachelor number three? Ooh. Who gets the date? Well, I like three of those. So I'll take one. Number one. Ah. Bachelor number one. All right. Well, there they go. He's like so happy. You didn't leave one remaining. And this is your date. And I want to tell you something about him, Cheryl. He's a skydiver, so he's got a lot of nerve. He's into motorcycling. He's also a fine photographer. Say hello to Rodney Alcala. Rodney, come on, say hello. Congratulations, Rod. You did it with the one answer. Well, as far as I can see, Cheryl and Rodney, it looks like the two of you may be involved in some sort of racket. So we're going to have you take to the court. First, you'll receive tennis lessons for tennis lessons of the famous Kirkwood Tennis Club. That starts. And you'll soon be acing everyone off the courts. And to make sure you both look as professional as you'll become, complete tennis outfits will be provided by Bill Darling's Tennis Shop. It'll really make you look on Ventura Boulevard. Then it's off the Magic Mountain, one of America's greatest parks. With plenty of excitement to challenge any daring dater, like the revolution that'll help you turn the town upside down. And of course, the world's greatest still a tennis shop. But now it's called Tennis Ace. Well, that's creepy as all hell. That's so yeah, creepy. Yeah, that's really fucking weird. They really need to screen these people. Yeah, back in 1978, there's no internet. Yeah, no no screening. Well, that's pretty crazy. I'm surprised it hasn't happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, a serial killer luring you to his house? No, just like going on a date with someone who's like turns out to be a murderer or something. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that it hasn't happened with me either, now that I think about it. If you want to uh, listen to the pod, the whole podcast that's about the dating game killer, I think it's on Wondery Network. We're not really in the habit of like promoting other networks, but just like if you're interested, if it piqued your interest, sure, then you can do that. Anyways, if you want to reach us online, Melissa, where can people find us? You can email us. If you've ever dated a murderer or know someone, yes. if you've never yes. dated a serial killer, you can e- email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at webcrawlerspod. 
And we're on Facebook and Reddit. Hell, hell yeah, baby. And please rate and review us on um, Apple Podcasts because we really love it when you do that. Please do. Please do. Um, I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stetton. And I'm producer Maria. As always. Cool. Bye. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.